Kundalini yoga is simply the uncoiling of yourself to find your potential and your vitality and to reach your virtues. There's nothing outside. Everything is you. You are the storehouse of your totality. Jogi Bhajan. Welcome, welcome, beautiful sovereign woman to the Sovereign Woman Movement Show. I am Jyoti Rajiv Kaur, and I help entrepreneur women self-heal by overcoming cold depression in order to rewire those inner child wounds and that subconscious programs. We do this through the art and beauty of Kundalini Yoga therapy and spiritual type of therapy. And this is our movement of taking our sovereignty back. So Satnam, beautiful goddesses, how is everyone doing on this beautiful, blessed? Today is 420. So if you're watching this on the replay and maybe you're watching this in the future, happy 420 to all of you. I wanted to talk about 420 before we actually talk about what we're going to talk about here first, which this week we've been talking about stress and or not, actually we've been talking about energy and processing, having more energy and not relying on outside forces, right, to like caffeine and things of that nature. But I want to take a moment to talk about 420 and cannabis in general, because it's going legal everywhere. And it is something to do with what we're talking about here. But give me a moment while I do something really quick. And thank you so much for your patience. <laughs> Gotta turn off my loud, loud fan. So anyhow, welcome ladies. Thank you so much for being here. And for all of you that are joining us on the podcast, thank you for subscribing. So we're talking about uh, energy this week and today is actually 420. And in Arizona, I actually live in Arizona right now. It, it went legal actually this year. And I think it was this year. Yeah, it was in January of this year. And I think it's so important for us to talk about it because I think we're having this renaissance. I know we're having this renaissance and being able to use plant medicines, especially things that were at once illegal, to use them as tools for self-healing. And for me, cannabis has always been a teacher, a great medicine for me. Like I've had my medical marijuana card actually now for like two years. And the a lot of the stigma around um, using cannabis is very stereotypical. And as it goes recreational, I want to just give a few tips and pointers to people that might be looking at this pathway as to uh, using it and to also not abusing it because anything that you do become attached to becomes an addiction again. And that's for me, it was something that I was very, very aware of because uh, I always considered myself to be a very uh, type of person that had a very addictive personality. I used to, that's not me anymore because I know who I am. And so what I did at, at, for a very long time was that I made sure that I also like cleanse myself, like detached from it. Cause I do a lot of detoxification and purification. And you may even be wondering like, how does someone like you that meditates a lot or that, you know, does the inner work and teaches about self-help, how does someone like you uh, agree with the use of cannabis or use it yourself like why would you still use it yourself you know and for me and this is why I want to really share and talk about this openly because I feel that cannabis can be a great medicinal herb for especially people that are struggling with like high levels of anxiety and depression I believe and know that it can replace a lot of the pharmaceuticals which people just have this 
perception that if they're given a drug by a doctor, by a human that went to school, that that drug is okay. But if the drug is a plant that comes from nature and just because a government made it illegal or you're stigmatized or stereotyped to be looked as less than, that to me is just very strange. I mean, take a moment to really step back and think how you being judged for using something that came from Mother Earth herself, how could that even be, right? And so for me, I always understood it as a medicine and I always respected it as a medicine. And even when I use it now, I pray to it, I chant to it, I say thank you for what it's doing for me. But I also know that it's important to not attach to things. And for myself, the what I do, and I cleanse a lot, you know, all of March, I completely detoxified. I did fasting and juicing and I didn't use any cannabis at all for the same reason. I wanted to detach myself. And I do this throughout the year. Like for example, December, I did that again for the um, solstice. So I cleansed and I detached from everything, you know, like coffee, cannabis and October, I did that again. So I, I do this throughout the year where I use it and then I let go. I also do become aware when I was, when I first started to use it, cannabis as a plant medicine, it actually helped me a lot when I let go of alcohol, because um, as I was letting go of alcohol, it allowed me to like really feel more uh, in my heart and to feel less anxious, because that's what cannabis actually does for me. It actually opens up my creativity, and I can write and, and, and just envision, and, and it puts me in my heart, and being a very masculine woman I used to be not anymore right it always was a very uh, amazing tool to help me ground myself actually so a lot of people think it makes you not be productive any substance that you've used and you put in your body just makes you more of what you already are even alcohol like if you put alcohol in a happy person it's just going to make the happy person happier but if you put alcohol in a angry person it's just going to make the angry person angrier so it's not the alcohol it's always the with the vessel it's going into and we always blame substances and we create stereotypes and stigmas which then create a lot of fear which then keep people away from using these tools as medicinal and I'll give you a perfect example like my grandmother you know my grandmother suffered from severe arthritis where she has severe pain throughout her legs and there's no medicine out there that can help her with that and yet she's so afraid of using a, a lotion a, a, a marijuana lotion because of what some family members tell her that it's it's oh you're going to be doing that yet in our villages she talks about how las curanderas they would make these incredible ointments of uh, alcohol like pure raw alcohol with cannabis plants and people would cure themselves and there was a lady down the street who actually used to grow it where she lived in a little town in Mexico and Mexico Mexico and um, in the little pueblito where we're from and this lady used it and she smoked it herself too and she used it as medicine and and the actual the government knew about it but they didn't uh, find her because they knew she was using it medicinally so that's what I mean. Like it's always when it became illegal, it was obviously control over 
more money and power. And it started to create the stigma in people that, you know, uh, cannabis is for people that are lazy or they're drug addicts, or they start to create also the stigma that it's a, it's a, a drug, it's an outlet drug that leads you to other drugs. You know, ultimately having attachments to anything is not good because you suffer when you have attachments in life, but all of us have this free will and you should make decisions for based on yourself. Like for me, I would much rather prefer that my mom use a tincture or a CBD or a CBD half CBD half uh, THC oil every night to, to relax and fall asleep because indica is a really great uh, uh, strain that helps you fall asleep than the freaking pharmaceutical addictive antidepressants that people are all addicted to. And, and those have very serious long-term effects on the physical organs, on your body. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's a band-aid, right? And you're talking about uh, tinctures have been incredible in my life, especially CBD. It just takes a, a while for you to feel the effects, but I'm a THC girl. Like I love the way it just puts me right in my heart and I can just like get out of my mind and just, you know, be here. It helps me stay in the now. I get so much work done when I use the tincture, especially. But again, for me, letting go of like the cannabis, the smoking is good for my lungs. So, you know, I try to wean off like for a month. And then when I do come back, I really enjoy it. And I love it, you know, and, and you would think someone like me doesn't have anxiety, but hello, like I, you know, I have a strong practice because I need a lot of energy because I need to serve a lot of people, you know, like I, I have a membership where we have, you know, close to 40 members. I think it's 42 members now where I host at least three to four classes a week where I have to stay creative and in high frequency. So, and then I also have the Sovereign Women Academy, which is my group coaching program. I do one-on-one tantric healing sessions. I run my own business. I refer a lot of business out in real estate. You know, I'm a very busy person. So a lot of people are like, oh, well, she teaches Kundalini yoga where she probably just meditates all day and relaxes. And that's what she does. No, I'm very much in my masculine energy as well as well as in my feminine still. And I love being balanced in both. And when I feel I'm out of balance and too much in my mind, which is what I usually, where I came from, where I needed all this healing. For me, cannabis has always been an amazing medicine and a tool to help me get back into my heart. Will I ever stop using it? Who knows, right? I go into these things where, you know, I never thought I would stop drinking coffee and I stopped drinking coffee, not because I wanted to or because I thought it was bad. That's one thing, like I tell my husband, you know, my husband is like, you know, I want to stop completely drinking alcohol and I'm like if you're gonna stop drinking alcohol because you feel guilty like it's gonna be a bad way to go and you don't do it that way you just if you want to like I did I just replaced it with uh, meditation and kundalini but I, I went the route of like I knew this was it right but it wasn't because someone told me or someone made me feel bad or something like that so it's very important for us to process our guilt ladies and to make decisions for yourself and to be responsible obviously with the use of everything as we go recreational this is also why I'm talking about this you know be responsible you know learn about it when you go into a dispensary this is another thing that I want to talk about you go into the dispensary they're very professional they treat me exactly as a patient and they ask me if I want uh, education and they'll do this for you too if you don't have a, a medical marijuana card there's no like there's people of all ages of all colors there's people of 
people that have really serious diseases, other people that are there using it recreationally, no one's gonna, like, it's a safe place, you know what I mean? Like, people, I think, have all these stigmas, and they're really afraid, so I just wanted to really talk about this openly, because you know that I'm very much about being authentic, and I also want to just open it up to those that are feeling interested in learning more about this to understand that, you know, it's, we're living in 2021, and we're talking about plants, and that the more we move into the future, even this year, you're going to see more legalization around a lot of the things that were once oppressed and it was only for the purposes of control of our mind our consciousness as well as money that's really what it is it's control and money and so uh feel free if you ever have any questions to dm me uh, nancy says my grandma had a bottle like that but i swore it was yerba buena <laughs> it could have been yerba buena but i most of the 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 ancestors as viejitas you know the older ladies they have one of those behind on the bottom of their colchon in the mattress and yeah it's this alcohol with cannabis and they use it for really like arthritis and things of that nature but yeah what's funny is that this other little old lady like was growing it in her attic and she would use it and she would smoke it too and my grandma said that the cops knew and everyone knew but they wouldn't like take her to jail because they, they knew she was using it medicinally but, you know, she was, she needed it. She was in a lot of pain. So, so this is what I mean. You know, I think even our ancestors, I kind of use it more naturally. It's just been in the last hundred years where it's been driven into us like, oh, you're bad or you're, you're a druggy. Or, I mean, when you, you know, there's one of these most amazing doctors and I am going to mess up his name, but he, uh, he's amazing. Dr. Gaborde. I'm gonna, I'll find his exact spelling, but he um, also works with people with plant medicines. And he said, especially with people with addictions, with serious addictions. And um, he said that when he's working with, with people with addictions, he is, he asks them to, instead of ask themselves, why do I have this addiction? To ask themselves, why do I have this pain? And that's, that was like revolutionary for me because also in me, when I help people with addictions, because people ask me about this stuff, it's like have compassion for yourself. You know what I mean? Because ultimately any addiction is pain. It's just masked as an addiction. And, and if you don't know who you are, society will make you feel less than for the addiction. But if you know who you are, you can... <clears throat> sit in the pain and you can learn to have compassion for yourself so that you can also have compassion for those that judge you. And I said that because I was there, you know? And for me, it was very hard because it was my own like mother who was very hard on me about that stuff. But it was ultimately just a, a cry of me wanting to have more compassion for myself. So for anybody that might be going through this, you know, I know it's, these are emotional times love yourself and and do what's best for you that's what sovereignty is all about you know sovereignty is not about listening even to me or to someone else it's about self-experience of the god that's within you and trusting yourself and not letting anyone make you feel less than for anything that you're doing in this world so yeah i get really emotional because i think a lot of people are struggling a lot and I think that a lot of people stay away from the medicine sometimes because they don't want to be deemed or judged and I think a lot of people feel that they can't come out of the closet and they can't be fully themselves because of 
what where the world will say, and that it is what's causing them to be sick. That's what's causing people to to truly get more into addictive spirals because they can't be themselves. They can't be truly who they are. So they we numb ourselves, right? And that's what we're talking about this week. Why we really don't have energy? Why? Why? What are the real root reasons why we, you know, run to caffeine? Why we do all of that? Hugs, you're amazing. Lizzie says thank you. Diane says, well, yeah, it's 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 a uh, it's a crazy journey. Hugs, you guide me to dig deep, to have the courage to see myself. Yeah, it's not easy at all. It's 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 um. And thank you, ladies, so much for the love. Uh, Diane says, agreed. I was an angry drunk when I stopped judging myself and looking at what it's causing this anger. It makes sense. Absolutely. It's not, not why the addiction, why am I in pain? And I think if we treated other people that way too, they would heal a lot faster. You know, our family member, that was the first approach instead of judging him, say, look, I explained to him what happens with the brain and addiction. And we know that it's not your behavior. I have a lot of compassion for you because I used to be an addict, you know, and I know, I know what you're going through. So let's not talk about the addiction. Let's talk about your strengths. What do you love? What, what does the future look like to you? This young man didn't even have a vision for the future. Now he has a vision for the future. He has goals. He wants to have his own business and he's clean because we focus on the compassion needed, right? Instead of judgment. And that's, again, for anybody that might be going through addiction or anybody that might be contemplating using cannabis as a source to help them. Don't worry about what other people think. Really think about yourself first. <laughs> that was what my son was saying um, yesterday. They both have been working so hard. They've been doing jujitsu every day. And waking up at 4.30 in the morning and their bodies have been, you know, feeling it. And then all weekend we were so busy. They both got up early. We had a birthday party for my father-in-law on Sunday here at our house. We were getting our house ready, cooking and painting and doing all this stuff. So they started to like just feel tired and their bodies were just super tired. And I was like, you all need to take a rest. You know, you need to listen and just relax and and surrender to that. And, and they were so compassionate to themselves in that process right instead of being hard on themselves because I asked one of them and he said so wisely emotionally I'm doing great but physically my body says it's time to relax and I was like wow that's even a step forward because you're having compassion for yourself even during this time where before you'd be mad at yourself because you just wanted to conquer the world and that's what I mean it's like we all just need some more compassion for ourselves and wherever stage we're at in any phase we're in whatever whatever the body's doing whatever you know the environment is doing and 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 learn to just be kind and ultimately that's what we're going to talk about today because that's what vitality is you know we're talking about why we don't have enough energy and why especially during this time and age we're in the age of the golden age of consciousness where we have the age of information. We, again, every time we're being dinged on these phones, whether it's Snapchat, whether, and I come from the real estate world. I was a real estate broker, managed hundreds of entrepreneurs under me, as well as was a top producer and involved in my industry. So I understand, and I have a lot of compassion for my real estate brothers and sisters, producers out there right now. I know the market is crazy. I mean, it's, I've never seen anything like this, not even in 2005 when I was already in 
in business because like I said I'm still very connected to the industry as I refer business out and actually a lot of our community members inside of Satori Wellness and Spirituality are real estate professionals and again you attract what you where you came from right and and what you've been doing and so the we've been talking about the brain deterioration and how you know we relied on this coffee or these outer stimulants to keep going because we have these demands from all these different people and now you know the 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 social media and the, and the technology the computer the zoom everything and so uh today i want to talk about vitality because People don't understand vitality. And, and the truth is, is, and this is what's so key that made was a big shift in perception in my consciousness was that in my Kundalini yoga therapy training, and this is what the difference is also between Satori wellness and spirituality, the membership where we work on the emotions that are hindering our, our self-healing because of the cold depression and the inner child wounds. But through the academy, this is where I really apply the therapeutic uh, uh, purposes so the therapeutic path that I've learned through my therapeutic training right and it's specific to overcoming a cold depression because we can't we have to focus in order to really get really great results and and then expand into the other areas of healing which ultimately the ultimate healing is the inner child right but you ultimately cannot even get to the wound and the traumas of the inner child, you cannot, if you don't even have the vitality to even be in the now, now, or some women, if you're going through deep trauma, imagine, or think about a time when you were going through a dark night of the soul, you know, the, the symptoms were, I can't sleep. I can't, I, people can't take walks. You tell them to meditate. You, you're there. Like you're crazy right? You, you tell them to, to sit still. It's why is that? The reason is that is, and we're going to get deep into this tomorrow is because our emotions are taking over our energetic system, right? And it's depleting our life force energy. So not only are we feeling anxious and depressed, we're depleted. So we don't even have the vitality to even do the inner work, the deep inner work that it takes to heal the inner child. Because when I do deep inner child healing with someone, it has to do with healing of the deep, the five deepest wounds that we carry. And this is a very different energetic work that first has to start with the strong foundation of vitality. And vitality is this essence that Jogi Bhajan described that has already exists in us. And Kundalini Yoga with the Kriyas and the meditation, is it awakens it in you. So you have this life force energy to sustain. First of all, we got to deal with a foundation of enough resources within to deal with the now, to then create a strong enough foundation to really go deep into the wounds. So you have to have the vitality within in order to even move into deep inner healing work. And a lot of women don't have this because they're relying on energy from these external sources. They're relying on energy drinks, on caffeine, on anything outside of them that keeps them stimulated, right? And the reason that is, is because as we become sensory beings in this golden age of consciousness, the problem is that what we're going through is a death of the soul, disconnection of the soul. That's what cold depression truly is. It's, it's you, you're not connected to your body. You can't be in your body. Well, well, how could you be in your body? 
if your emotions are out of whack. And like I told you all, these emotions live deep into the subconscious mind. And I am with these two and a half hours of chanting long echo cars, it's very obvious how our subconscious how strong our subconscious mind is. I mean, we are running 85% of our day, ladies, 85% of our day, you are running on a program. You're not even conscious. You're conscious 15% of your day. As you practice this inner work, what you start to do is you start to become aware of those places where you haven't been wanting to go. And what happens with that? as you start to process and become aware of those shadows and you make them your friend and you have compassion for yourself, then your vitality, your energy raises. Because ultimately, Kundalini lies coiled at the bottom of the spine as life force energy. And we have specific kriyas, which are specific things we do in Kundalini yoga, meditations, breath work, to raise this life force energy naturally. The reason this life force energy is not raised naturally and it lives coiled at the bottom is because we have trauma. We have cold depression. We are not connected to our soul. We don't want to feel those feelings of, I don't want to be, I'm not an addict or I'm not, you know, I didn't betray that person or I didn't. I wasn't in my satnam. I wasn't conscious. We don't want to face those things or the really traumatic experiences that happen to us in our life. So guess what happens? This energetic system becomes clogged, literally. And the, those thoughts, those feelings, those emotions, just because you're not dealing with them doesn't mean they go away. They become energetic imprints in your DNA that then get passed down to your kids, right? But also they get stuck. They get stuck in the root chakra. And the root chakra, that's the area of the womb, W-O-M-B. And as women, when we're, we haven't processed this energy and all this information and these thoughts, you're not connected to the womb. That means you're not intuitive anymore either. So you have no intuition. You're repeating the programs in your life over and over again. You have no life force energy. You have no vitality within. It's stuck. The energy is stuck because you're an energetic system. So then guess what happens? You get sick mentally, physically, then the addictions. So you address the pain, which is in the root chakra or stuck somewhere in your body. And through the self-awareness, which is the work we do, the energy work, because it's specific meditative kriya that's very specific to what we're trying to accomplish, right? In this age of consciousness, that's the thing. Our ancestors didn't have these tools back then. We do. My ancestors couldn't break the addiction to alcohol and lack mentality. They didn't know about energy and they didn't practice Kundalini. They, they, they didn't, they couldn't move through, you know, my grandfather who came from Mexico to here to the United States, brave, all the oppression and all the things he went through to help us come and find a better life according to what my parents saw as a better life for us, right? They went through so many things that I myself have to rewire within me, but I have the tools. Now, do you want to truly change? Then you do the inner work, right? And that's why, you know, some people are like, you're crazy. How do you get up at 3.30 in the morning? And why do you do that? Why do you chat for two and a half hours? Like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, it makes sense to me because I know the type of changes I need to do in my programming. I also know the results I've gotten from my inner work practice and the inner work results that the women in my community get. I mean, some of the testimonials, you guys can go read them. You all can go read them inside of our private community at Satori 
uh, at Sovereign Movement, just so you can check out some of the, the transformations and the differences. And that to me is the most beautiful aspect of this movement. It's women that are courageous enough to say, hey, I need to find the solutions from within. I need to break these ancestral karmic cycles. I need to step up for the myself. Forget. Oh, this is the other thing that I was going to tell you that my son was saying, you know, I wasn't feeling fully 100%. So he wasn't, he's like, but I don't want to go because I don't want to get other people ill if I am ill. And that's what he said. And then um, I told him, how about you rewire that thought or that phrase and say, I don't want to go because I need to take care of myself. Forget everyone else. I need to take care of me. So that's a deep level of loving yourself and, and, and knowing that when you're not in your satnam, you, you can't be the unhealed healer anymore. You can't try to go save the world and bypass your own healing because that's what women have done. And especially through cold depression, that those are the symptoms. And then guess what happens? The nervous systems break down. <clears throat> they think they're going crazy. They have a kundalini awakening. Many women have kundalini awakenings and they don't know about it. I did a whole video about this early on. I don't think I did a podcast on this, but a lot of women have their energy open up and, and they think they're having uh, psychosis and they're put on drugs and on pharma on really, really scary uh, experiences where they're put into uh, places or psych wards. So it's a danger. It's right not if you're not understanding energy, you're not understanding the changes that are happening in this world. You're also suffering. That's what I'm saying. We have to be pioneers and and understand that the definition of insanity is doing the same things over and over again and expecting results. Diane says, "Oh, I love that. Loving his soul, not his action. Absolutely, absolutely. It's not about anyone else. It's about his soul first, right?" So Lizzie says, so when you are struggling, what is the first step when you're feeling so stressed and under pressure? Or how do you like snap out of it? Great question, Lizzie. That is a great question. And it's important to, again, understand that time is not linear and neither is the healing journey. So a lot of people are like, oh my God, I thought I was done with that. Why is it coming back? And those are the worst triggers or the worst places to come back out of and understanding and having this level of compassion. So I was just talking to someone about this intimacy. What happens with your practice and you do not have to do two and a half hours of chanting every day. Uh, Kundalini yoga, especially as you know, is created for householders, you know, people that have businesses and they're out in the world. So it's very important. And, and you have a specific um, sudden base on your birthday, which is great. But even if you don't, it's looking at one meditation practicing one meditation and being consistent with it, especially at least 120 days. Now, the reason this is, is because it's not about doing a lot. It's about simplifying and doing one thing where you can grow your awareness and you can create intimacy with yourself. And here's what happens. As you start to create intimacy yourself, you start to know yourself through these moments of self-awareness and you start to actually have more compassion for yourself so that when these mountain blockages come up again, you learn how to respond differently so that you don't recreate it again and so that you learn how to re-maneuver yourself around it and not make it part of who you think you are or egoic bringing you back down. The other thing that you're going to start noticing, and this is scientifically, is after 40 days of 
even a three minute meditation. You know, we have an addiction meditation that's on my YouTube channel that you all can find. And doing this, and, and I know for me, having accountability is very important. Like the 40 days that I'm doing the, uh, the two and a half hours of long echo cars, I'm doing it in community. I'm very grateful to uh, uh, Shakti Sita and the palace for creating the space. I'm guiding once a week, but it's a commitment that I made. And that's like, my, that has become my family that I meditate with, you know, at 3.30 in the morning. Same thing with you and Satori, the days that, you know, we're doing it at that time, it's making those commitments to yourself. And, and truly this is develops this intimacy, but more importantly, scientifically, you start to create more oxygen in the brain so that these moments don't happen as often, you know, so that you don't feel, even if life does change all of a sudden, that's what sovereignty is, that life will change all of a sudden. And you, that's not what you're trying to do. You're not trying to control. What you're trying to do is develop the habits and have the tools to help you come back. And again, when you do feel you're there again in these high levels of stress to understanding that having the compassion to slow down and take a day off and that the most important person is you. And this comes with the rewiring. These are all programs we have as women. And I, and I know this. And for me, I, I'm very grateful for my practice. My sadhana, it's only been stronger and stronger as I became a teacher because I knew, I knew. And, and I received the, the gifts for me to heal from an addiction to alcohol, for it to heal my marriage, for it to heal my children, for it to heal my, my ability to walk away from a 15-year business and, and now serve other women in this capacity. It's an honor and it's a gift. Again, anxiety still comes, overwhelming and stress, but now I don't see it as bad. Now I have the tools. Now I have compassion for myself. Now I can be authentically me. Now I can forgive a lot more quickly. So hopefully that, that can help you, you know, because it's not about trying to snap out of it. It's about trying to be with it. Be with it. Be with it. And do whatever you need to do at that moment. Every day, uh, Diane practices the addiction meditation. And our current meditation, the master's touch is elevating me to another level. I love that meditation that we're doing right now, Diane. I practiced that one one time for two and a half hours. And I know I was in myself for a while. Like it was just, I couldn't, it's the most beautiful meditation as it relates to sovereignty and just loving yourself and accepting yourself and all your power. Because a lot, that's our big problem right now, ladies. It's not even the fact that maybe a lot of us have a lot of energy and creativity, but we're not accepting our power. Like we still think we're small and we're going back to those old thought systems of like, wow, my life isn't supposed to be this easy. Like we're, we're addicted to the, remember the cortisol and the adrenaline that then kills our vitality, right? Because why? We want to create drama in our lives, even though life is, we deserve everything we're receiving right now. We deserve a beautiful, and I know because I do this myself, you know, I do this myself. <laughs> our patterns, we want, they want to take us back there. They want to do, it's easier. It's easier to have the drama because we've had it for however old you are versus, wow, my life can be peaceful, right? Or I don't have to make this situation into something. It's just, it's so beautiful because ultimately when we take things personally, it's always looking within and saying, in what area in me do I still 
feel not worthy or I would care of anything that's happening outside of me. But it takes courage and it takes no time. You don't do this inner work with a goal and you don't say, well, after 40 days, I'm, I'm healed because she said after 40 days, my brain changes and the chemistry changes. It's just you're humble with the practice. And I think there was a great comment inside of our private community. Go check it out inside of this at Sovereign Woman Movement. Uh, Dina, uh, Spirit of Self-Care. She wrote a beautiful book. It's called How to Self-Love Yourself. Let me see if I have it here. I don't know if she's here with us today. Sometimes she joins us live, but she wrote a beautiful comment because she's been practicing Kundalini Yoga for 30 years and meditation. So she's been on this spiritual journey and she has a beautiful story. Uh, her parents were not even very spiritual, but yet she found these practices through for her own healing purposes. And go check out that comment on the last post that I meant because she describes it so beautifully of how your body changes, your consciousness changes. And so sometimes even like the meditations you practice or the things that you're doing during the morning, but regardless, there's always a time for herself every morning of at least one to two hours where it's her time. And, and, and again, that her time has evolved with her practice and with who she's become, but really it's, that's, I, that would be a really uh, important factor. Do you have your time every day? And I can tell you that I do. And I never used to. I have my time every single day on the mat. Every single, that's my time. That's only my time. And I think that as you start to developing these things in three minutes where people, again, you don't have to do it for two and a half hours, three minutes, the addiction meditation that, that uh, Diane was telling us about, or we're talking about that she practices, you know, that one's great because it, you don't have to tell it what addiction the technology knows what it needs to do. And it's not just addictions to substances, although that is a great one to do for that. And that's the one that our family practices, our family member practices every day. All of, I, we all practice it in this house because it's not just substances. It's also programs, uh, thought systems. And it knows, it like it's an app. It upgrades your consciousness. So it knows what thought systems are addictive and rewires the neural pathways of the brain. And this is scientifically, Jogi Bhajan said that this meditation would not be understood until uh, the future because it, you know, the problem with addiction is that the glands in the brain are not working. So the hypothalamus is the fight and flight and it still thinks you're in that traumatic experience. So you constantly thinks you're under trauma. And so it's secreting these uh, glands that are then not creating communication between the pituitary gland and the pineal gland and when those two don't communicate you have addictions you have addictive uh, programs and addicted to substances so then the the temples are also very much affected and and scientists and doctors have been studying about this uh, studying this for a long time how addiction uh, basically deteriorates the brain and the side of the temple so as you all know the meditation works with us stimulating these specific areas in the brain so that the glands can start communicating again and so that we can start to create new neural pathways neuroplasticity shows we can regrow the brain that's how we that's what we practice the inner work right and so if you understand these things scientifically and you start to really understand energetically what's happening and you really become more committed to them and like i said three minutes goes a long way and especially as a, in my kundalini yoga therapy, as a therapist and the therapy training that I'm in, 
they enforce that so much. And even now, the way I teach my classes, and again, even with the Sovereign Women Academy, it's very focused, but it's not about like, oh, you have to do this, you know, 8,000 hours. Accountability is key. And let me tell you, for the Sovereign Women Academy, you have to, it, it is a boot camp. It's an eight-week boot camp where you're going to be held accountable for 40 days to show up to meditate with us for 30 minutes in the morning. So it changes your life, but it's for, it's for entrepreneurial women. And really the women that I'm calling now are those real estate professionals, the realtors who I used to be, because I know what they're going through. I get the DMs. I know because I used to be you. And so I'm letting you all know that that's coming very soon. So you all can be ready for it, but it does take commitment and courage. You'll have support, you know, you're going to have support, which is what a lot of people don't have on the journey. That's a very important part of the healing journey. Diane says, yes, at first I started the addiction was for alcohol. Now it's sending eating codependency so much more than alcohol. Yes. That's what it does. It's insane. It just goes in and finds what it needs to find. And that's the, the best part of it. So again, these practices are here for us to clear, to detox, to purify, and to raise our vitality. <clears throat> and the vitality is not something that you have to like find from outside of you. It's inside of you. And as we start to do this naturally, like I said, the body then doesn't deplete itself and doesn't crash. Wholeness, divine art compass, thank you for being here, like I was explaining yesterday. When we experience our maximum vitality, these are all ways of communications, emotions. It's literally being in the present moment and feeling how your organs are communicating with each other, feeling the liver and the heart, and not just living in a state of consciousness where we're not even aware, not aware of our breath. We're not aware of the, the work that the heart does consistently and never stops, Right. And yet when we depart the body, I mean, that's where people really are so afraid. They're so afraid to die because they truly are not living mindfully and consciously in the power that exists in them. Because if you truly think about it, what is vitality? It's, it's a power that's in you. It's not outside of you. Nothing is outside of you. It's the soul that wants to project its light out into this duality. But you, you ignite it and you awaken it and you summon it from within not from without at all. And that's why, as I said at the very beginning, Kundalini Yoga is simply the uncoiling of yourself to find your potential and your vitality and to reach your virtues. There's nothing outside. Everything is you. You are the storehouse of your totality. And we need to awaken the vitality that's in you in order to even begin the deep healing of the really traumatic things like the inner child wounds that we're talking about. But we have to create the foundation. And like some of the great questions that came up today, how do we do that? We do that by being consistent and committed to a daily sadhana. And Three minutes goes a long ways. And like I said, I gave you some resources where you can go check out my YouTube channel and you can pick one of those meditations. If you have any questions, you can DM me. Satori Wellness and Spirituality is not open for enrollment right now. I will be uh, opening a firm one for just a few days in May. So you just watch out for that where I teach these practices and you have sisterhood. You have a community. That's a big part of the healing journey, ladies. A community just speeds everything up. Because not only are you able to 
vibrate the cosmos with your sisters, but you're able to really see how other people go through the same situations that you go through as well. And you're not crazy and you're not alone. And the reality is that spiritual families are forming right now. You know, if a lot of blood families are falling apart, it's because these spiritual families are coming together. And that's really how I see and envision our community. And that's what's happening in there. So you have the support there, but that right now is not open for enrollment. Uh, the Sovereign Women Academy is coming down the pipeline. Again, that is a very intense eight-week group coaching program. It is very much for those that are pretty much overwhelmed and stressed and dealing with these symptoms of the cold depression, which we were talking about right now. This is what we're talking about uh, the last couple of weeks, stress, energy, not connected to your soul, the death of the soul, right? Feeling like you pretty much have too much on your plate and you don't even know how to process what's in front of you because that's what happens. We avoid what's really going on in here. So stay tuned for that as I release some more information. In the meantime, you can go check out my free training. It'll give you a great overview of what the SWC method is, how I was able to combine Kundalini yoga therapy with spiritual psychotherapy to come up with this method to help women overcome cold depression and heal their inner child wounds. So you can check out that link. It's actually below if you're listening on the podcast and if you're listening live here on Instagram, you can check it out by clicking on the link in my bio. So we got deep into so much today, you know, compassion for yourself, kindness, addictions. We talked about cannabis. We talked about uh, vitality, which is really what we're here to talk about. I just want to thank all of you for also holding space for me today as I shared from my heart and authenticity. To me, it's very important to be authentic and to be honest. I feel that that really is key as we move forward in this new age of consciousness. And I think it really helps others be themselves too. So if you, for some reason, are feeling like you need to be in the closet about anything at all, or you're feeling afraid, this is your sign, if you were looking for one, to move forward with your light, to move forward with all that you are, your light and your shadows, become all aware of it, love it, be in compassion of it, and, and shine, and, and share it with others, because you don't know who's listening, that means they may be hearing those exact words to liberate themselves from whatever shackles they've put themselves on. So thank you all so much also for holding space for me as I myself shared from my heart. And for those who joined us a little bit late, feel free to catch the replay also on the podcast. You can catch us anywhere where podcasts are streamed at Google, Apple, Spotify, just search Sovereign Woman Movement. Thank you again, ladies, so much for being here. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your beautiful, kind, compassionate comments. I will catch you all again tomorrow, 10.30 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. And tomorrow we're going to talk about the third aspect of energy and why we really are depleted energetically. And tomorrow we're going to focus specifically on emotions as energy. So I'll see you all tomorrow at 10.30 a.m. Sadhana. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's Sovereign Women Movement Show podcast episode. Let's continue the conversation by joining me in my free training on how to heal emotionally and awakening spiritually, where I share with you my exact three-step framework, the SWC method on how to take your sovereignty back. So click on the link below and pick a time that works best for you. Also, follow me on Instagram at Veronica Bear again, I am, and also in our community page at Sovereign Woman Movement. I look forward in connecting with you there. Satnam.